welcome to the Pearls Preview Podcast, where we take you through all eight games of the upcoming round, round 21. My name's Chris Kennedy, standing in for Joel Gould, who's not here this week, but the most important man in the room is Steve Renoff. Steve, how are you going? Yeah, good, Chris. How's things, mate? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic down here in sunny Sydney. Let's get cracking on some uh, some previews, and I'll tell you what a way to start the weekend. The Cowboys up against the Broncos. Now, they both had a bad round last weekend, but I can't think of the last time I was disappointed in a Cowboys-Broncos clash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, <laughs> you it doesn't matter where they're sitting on the table at the moment, and yeah, as you say, they haven't been put into together you know, great games of late. I mean, last week the Broncos were, were, were atrocious, but, um, you know, this is a, the local derby in Townsville, and as you mentioned, uh, we always get a cracker. What do you make of, um, I mean, obviously neither's going too well. I thought it was a big missed opportunity for the Cowboys, probably the last, oh, almost the last three or four weeks, but, um, yes. you know, the, the Tigers are a team that they could have got, you know, they're in front of the Sharks most of the way the week before. They, uh, you know, just can't quite put it together at the moment. No, they can't. They can't finish teams off, and that, that's a, that's a bit of a problem. Um, when, when you you know you, as mentioned, you know they they come close and they they'll lead in the times and, and looking good, uh, but then fall away. Um, and watching a couple of those matches, that, that's a, as a coach, that's something you get pretty disappointed in. And uh, they really got to find their winning way um, again. Really, it's something that it doesn't know where it, you don't really know where it goes or uh, when it comes back, um, but it, it will. They've, um, like you said, they're, they're falling away at the end. You know, the Souths game, the Sharks game, they led for a, a long stretch and then just sort of let their, their foot off at the end. It, it's not for a lack of quality. They've got one of the better forward packs in the comp. they got some uh, some handy players in there. And they also bring in um, Gideon Mosby this week, who I don't think we've seen for about um, eight or ten weeks, but he's got plenty of speed as well. Yeah, look, you know, they, they uh, you know, uh, I think Paul Green sort of, he must be frustrated, as, as I say. The, the, the colour of players that they're running out week to week, uh, there's nothing wrong there. And um, you know, just just letting these games slip um, is, is something that that is a concern. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, Gideon might add a bit of spark. Uh, I, I think really they've probably lacked a bit in the outside backs, um, mm. to be honest. Um, so this might be a lift they need. And what do you make of the Broncos? Plan A, Plan B, and Plan C all seems to revolve around that potent young forward pack at the moment. Yeah, they are. They just yeah. never really got going against the Storm last week. Oh no, they, the, the Storm were just too good. Um, just totally outplayed. Um, it, it was, you know, they would have very, very disappointed in in the performance. Um, look, the, the Bronco pack is a very good young pack, and um, I've, I've said this all year that they're going to be in and out of games through the fact and. Uh, the age and they're, they're maturing, but they, they, they still take a while to mature into the role. Uh, but look, they got monstered uh, as mm. as they did in the in the first game they played Melbourne down there this year. They absolutely got monstered, and um, Melbourne just seemed to step up when they're up against the Broncos. And we we got a bit of work to do. Um, you know, this is uh, you know Thursday night is a good time to try and address that and, and fix it up. And um, we've had a few weeks now to look at the um, the Milford to fullback move and also the Darius to the halves move. I think we've seen some good signs from both at times. How do you feel like that's progressing? Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's going okay. I, th- I think uh, probably what impresses myself and, and a lot of people is that you know there's been calls for for Milf to get be put back there for a while now, and you know he, he showed some real brilliance um, in that since he's, he has been back there and. 
you know, he, he's still settling in. He's, he's been playing six for a fair while now. So, uh, But I, I think in long term that'll work for the club. And uh, how do you see this one panning out? Oh, look, uh, I, I, I'd like to think that the Broncos will turn around. They've they got a lot to turn around. Um, it's going to be hard up there and, and you know, you know, North Queensland are going to be waiting. I uh, think, you know, there's a wounded team coming, which is, they were very much wounded last week. But uh, for me, I'm definitely going to stick with the Bronx. All righty. Um, sounds good. Now, what do you think about the uh, the second game of the round, the the early Friday game? It's the Warriors up against the Sea Eagles. Um, I remember actually quite well that the first time these two teams played was back in round three. It was Tommy Trevojevic's first game of the year, and he uh, he tore them to shreds. The um, the Warriors, one of several teams who were on the wrong end of a hiding last week, and Manly one of several several teams who handed one out. Yeah. Look, um, I, I, you just can't go past the Sea Eagles. I mean. The, they're starting to roll on some good footy. Um, you know, they they got their full complement, I think, um, with, with their team uh, set up. So Desi has done such a great job for them. I, I just can't see, um, you know, getting towards the end of the season now, um, the Warriors uh, being too much of a threat. We we know they can if they, they really put it together, but um, they just, they're just not showing enough at the moment. It's a home game for them at uh, at Mount Smart Stadium, and they're yeah. uh, I think six straight losses at their home venue now. So they've really um, you know struggled to to put it together at home. I just yeah, I, I, that's something that I can't get my head around because your home's your fortress, and it's mm. always talked about. It doesn't matter what team you're in, that you, you'd like to win more at home, and that should be your first goal. Uh, is not to win, you know, if not to win all your home games, but the majority of them and. And the poor old Warriors just haven't hit the mark, and that that's a, that, that in itself is a problem. Mm. Uh, it's such a crucial game for them if they are going to make it an unlikely run to the the finals. There's a few yeah. teams in that sort of ninth to to twelfth or thirteenth bracket. The um, the Cowboys we just talked about in that you know exact same sort of situation. They um, they really need to find something if they're going to be any chance. Well, that's right. And look, a few weeks ago, um, there's that old saying, you know, you run into the finals, you don't want to be stumbling in. Because you're Buckley's. If you're stumbling into into that final series, you want to be on a roll and playing some good rugby league. And uh, there's a few teams there if they that look like they they will stumble in, but if they don't sort of pick it up in the next couple of weeks, they might as well not be there. Manly's one of the teams that aren't stumbling. They seem to just be um, <laughs> building and and going from strength to strength. It's a team that I hardly saw anyone tip Manly's even make the finals, let alone be pressing for top four with with four or five rounds to go. But they just seem uh, people are quite rightly giving Des Hazard a lot of credit, but they they do seem to be a very well coached team. It's you know, there's a lot of guys who weren't big names on the roster who are just they seem yeah. to be very clear about what their job is and, and they're getting it done. And, that, and that, that's a difference. I think that comes down to the coach at respect. You respect what he's saying to you. And um, Des has the runs on the board as, a, as an NRL coach. So if he goes there and he's, I, I think he's instilled discipline mm. uh, into the team and, and they've got a reason. There's a reason why they're playing like they're playing and that's because of Des. So, uh, but you, as you say, he's brought a lot of good players through into this team that, that are playing for him um, and, and for their team, obviously. But... Uh, you know, they've got some stars there that just, uh, you know, in their forwards, their front row, um, you know, through to the Trebojevic brothers and, and DCE. So they've got some real talent. So uh, your tip for this one, uh, it sounds like it's going to be manly. Yeah, definitely. You've got to go for the Seagulls with the, with the way they're playing.
Yeah, I tend to agree. Now, the second Friday game. Now, this is really, really critical for the uh, the top eight. The Panthers at home to the Sharks. Both of them level on 20 points. The um, the winner of this one goes a long way to shoring up a yeah. um, a big chance of playing the finals. Um, cast your eye over this one because uh, I think anything could happen. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, look, I, I think on a positive note for Cronulla, uh, with their players back last week, that was a really good win. Mm. Um, it just showed they probably have been missing them players and for them to have them back they just look steady and they played some really good footy um, you know Penrith um, I, I think they might be without uh, their halfback so um, that that will hurt them I, mm, I think yeah Maloney's uh, failed yeah, Maloney, judiciary, sorry, so, so he's, uh, he's ruled out he's ruled out so that, that that's a that's going to be a big uh, big one for them so for me, I'm definitely uh, you know going to go to the Sharkies. Just on the form they showed their players back, um, and you know we all said you know that they're always going to be a threat, and there won't be any different. I think. Mm. Is there a more influential player in the competition in terms of their their team's fortunes outside of the, the key playmaking roles than than what Wade Graham is at Cronulla? Oh yeah, yeah like what what a footy player. Mm. Um, you know, and he, he showed that this year um, in Origin. Um, you know, because he, 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 he was out for a while, you sort of, not that you forgot, but you, it, he, when he came back, he came back with such, you know, uh, just straight back into the fold. Mm. And he's such a really good rugby league player and working, um, you know, on that left. And uh, he's just a, a real uh, vital link in that team. And probably no more influential than him in any team across the NRL, as you mentioned. Mm. And uh, you look at someone like uh, young Bronson Sherry, who's one of the young Ferraris they got coming through. He just looks like a, a completely different attacking player when Wade's next to him in that lineup as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that's what happens when you, you have players around you uh, that you you like playing with and um, can read the footy. It makes a big difference when you're an outside back um, to when they're, they're there and they're not there. So... Um, you know that that's uh, it's going to be a massive um, uh, difference for, for Cronulla going forward. Just on the uh, the Panthers, there you mentioned Maloney's out. Um, Jerome Luai is also out. He's got either yeah. an eye issue or a possible cheekbone. Um, you know Tyrone May's been missing all year, and Wade Egan, the hooker, he's out injured as well. It sounds like um, a very young and inexperienced uh, Matt Burton might uh, slide into the, the halves role. So they've got some disruption, and uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure on Nathan Cleary to to run the team around. Yeah, it, it, it's such a shame because because of their very ordinary start to the season and. You know they've turned that around uh, over the past few weeks, and it's been good to see. And but now, unfortunately, with injury and suspension, oh, I think the suspension's the big one um, mm. with Maloney. Um, it's it's going to put them on the back foot a bit. They had that phenomenal seven-game winning streak where they sort of started out dusty and got better and better, and then uh, Canberra stopped them, and then they lost to the Bulldogs last week. I don't know if it was a bit of complacency, but um, they just sort of got out enthused a bit. Yeah. They need to find that enthusiasm pretty quickly. Yeah, they they do need to, and mind you, Canterbury are going to upset a few going in. I think they're mm. they're a bit in that sort of team, you know, just just not sure what you're going to get. But on any given day, they can beat anyone, really. I guess the the one good piece of news for for Penrith is they do get Filiami Kikau back, and he's been um, just so important yeah. to to laying a platform and giving those those backs a bit of time and space. Yeah, he has been good, and you know he's been performer all you know all year. So uh, that's 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 at least a positive for him. 
and uh, I guess leaning towards the Sharks in this one? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely lean towards the Sharkies here. So we're going to uh, Saturday footy. The Dragons host the Titans. And, uh, yeah, I guess someone's got to win this one, right? <laughs> it's, it's terrible to say, you know. It's, uh, mm. I, 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 I have backed St George, but uh, you just don't know these two teams. And, uh, you know, obviously Titans have been underperformers this year, but you can sort of... that That's not that it's expected. That probably, you know, uh, if you look at the two teams and you had them both, you sort of go, OK, well, it's the Titans and, you know, there's a lot of new players come to the club and, and it's just they're just not playing great footy. But uh, St George, when you look at their lineup, um, I'd be a lot more disappointed mm. uh, uh, with the way they're playing and the position. Uh, if I was their coach, looking at, at what players they, they have at hand. Well, like you said, yeah, there's there's heaps of Origin players in there, some Test players, uh, you know, a lot yeah. of rep guys in that lineup. And um, you know, I was looking at some stats, and they're they're one of the teams that's really struggled uh, in the opposition twenty in, in terms of scoring points. There, I think it's probably not so much the forwards that they seem to be getting down the the other end okay, but they're just not getting the the polish on the end of sets. Look, that, they went through this uh, a few a couple of years ago, and I was really disappointed. I remember uh, talking about them uh, in one of our podcasts, um, and it was disappointing um, when you got a coach like Paul McGregor. I played footy with and, and against Paul McGregor all my career. Mm. Great attacking centre, uh, you, you know, New South Wales legend. Yeah. And um, I, I really struggle with the way they can't find the line. I, I just I just can't fathom that. Um, when you've got a, a, an ex-legend centre as coach. So I'm not too sure what goes on there, but they have been in and out of that same problem over a few years. And um, yeah, they're at home at, at Cogra up against the Titans, who um, yeah, they've lost their coach. They haven't really mm-hmm. shown any signs of improvement since they moved Garth Brennan on. Justin Holbrook's not going to be there until he finishes up at St Helens. So they've got the, the interims sort of running the show. I guess the one... You know, real piece of good news for the Titans is they do get um, Jai Arrow back this week after getting Ash Taylor back last week. Yeah, it, 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 you, you just never know uh, with this team that Jai might be enough to lift them because we saw how good he was playing early mm. in the season uh, in this team, and he made his way into Origin, and you know, and then he then he got the injury. So you just never know, but I can't see it uh, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to back St George here, but. Uh, you never know. The Titans might be able to pull one off with Jai Arrow back. What do you, I mean? They, you know, we saw Kevin Proctor put together a letter for members apologising for that performance against the Roosters. It was, you know, it was boys against men. I think it was fifty-eight points the Roosters mm. finished up with. They were, you know, they were playing a, a different sport almost. The, how do they find something, anything? Well, they just got. It, it, it just comes down to their own personal being and what they've got inside them and what pride. To be mm. honest. Uh, it comes down to pride, um, you know, whether it's for the jersey or whatever, I just, but just their own personal pride. Mm. I mean, you, you're, you're playing first grade in the NRL, so you obviously can play footy. Uh, if you put there in the first place, and I know you can argue a few people across the NRL, but, you know, they're not that bad a group of players, but they just got to mm. find something in there and, and bring that out. And they hope, possibly might get a win. Well, um, hopefully they can find something, but it sounds like we're definitely going with the Dragons no, in this one. Yes, 
Perfectly. And uh, let's have a look at the second Saturday game. The uh, the Eels at home to the Knights at Banquest Stadium. The Eels are uh, a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team this year, but uh, Banquest is, is where they like to play. Yeah, they do. Look, I, look, I can't go past them with this one. As you say, they've been in and out of games, but um, you know they're, they're showing enough, um, especially when you look on the other side of the ledger there with Newcastle. Um, struggling along. Um, they're another team that went on a bit of a, a positive run and mm. now they sort of dropped back in that uh, the bad area, as I say. You don't, don't know when it comes and you just, sometimes you don't know where it goes. So they're in that situation at the moment. Um, but yeah, definitely Parramatta. They seem to pick when they're out there and um, you know they'll, they'll have a they'll have a pretty good crowd there uh, with it being Newcastle. Mm. They've sort of been going win loss win loss for a lot of the year, Parramatta. But I think they've won five of their last six now, so they're on a, a little bit of a streak. Yeah. Um, you know their, their forwards have gotten a bit better, and I think um, Mitch Moses is really growing into that role of being the you know the sole dominant half and the, the leader of the team. Yeah, and that's right. He has matured into that role, and I, I think he's probably realised uh, with that that um, you know. Uh, he has a big influence on this team. So, you know, he's been standing up and, and good on him. Um, I think they've been waiting for that for a while, but uh, he seems to be leading this team around. And, you know, you've got to be impressed with them. They've got some good forwards. Um, and, you know, that's what Mitch Moses uh, has, gets the advantage of playing behind. And what about uh, Newcastle? Because like you just touched on, they had that six-game winning run. They they were pushed uh, pretty much to the, the brink of the top four when they were at their peak, and they've just uh, they've put a huge losing run together. And um, you know, Mitchell Pearce has, has not been able to recapture the form that he was showing earlier in the year. Is that mm. you know is that down to him, or is that his forwards have um, you know not laid well, in the platform? Yeah, depending on on their structure, uh, I'm not too sure about that, but. Um you know, you, you do rely on your forward pack, especially if you're a half. And, mm. um, you know, you, you sort of um, have the legs chopped out from under you. If your forwards are getting steamrolled, there's not too much a half can do. I mean, you know, there's other little things that they would have worked out. But um, just generally, you talk about rugby league in general, very tough then for uh, a player like um, um, Mitchell and uh, to, to try and string something together. But maybe... Um, he, they can do that, um, but uh, they really need to be going forward for, for him to, to you know, take advantage. Has it become a bit too easy for opposition teams to um, to pressure Mitchell and to mark up on Mitchell because he doesn't have a um, a dominant halves partner, whether it's been you know Kurt yeah. Mann or, or Mason Leanor and whoever's at hooker, whether it's Danny Levi or Connor Watson, they're they're not really a, a ball playing or an organising type of hooker. And then you've got Callum Ponger at the back who has this you know once in a generation brilliance, but he's not really a, an organiser either. No. No, and that puts a lot of pressure, I think, on Mitchell Pearce. So he does he does carry a lot of pressure in that team, and maybe that might be getting on top of him a bit at the moment. And especially as I said, if we're, you're a bit weaker in the middle, that can add even more pressure. Mm. It sort of seems to be uh, David Clemmer and then the rest of them at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, and uh, they need more. Look, mm. they need more um, from their from their players. So. Um, but I, I can't see that happening uh, this week against the Eels. If we uh, if we cast our minds back to earlier in the season, the um, you know the Knights were on I think five or six straight losses when they faced the Eels up in the Hunter and they had a, a really big win and that sort of kick started yeah. their season. Well, I guess Newcastle fans will be hoping that the Eels will be playing them back into form once again. Yeah, well, look, definitely, and um, you know Newcastle will take a fair crowd there too. You'd think um, to this game, so you know they'd be wanting to um, you know that, you know. 
we all want to see Newcastle doing well, yeah. to be honest, yeah. um, if you if you watch a rugby league. So, you know, hopefully for them they can turn it around. Um, you know, because when they were playing the good foot, they were playing some really good rugby league and it was good to watch. Mm. Tipping the eels, certainly, in this one. Yeah, definitely tip the eels, yeah. And the um, Saturday footy finishes up at ANZ Stadium. The Bulldogs host the West Tigers. Now, um, I think the uh, the Bulldogs were probably uh, potentially a, a bit of a, um, a banana skin game for Penrith last week, and I think you said at the top of the pod they're going to trouble a few teams in the run home. Um, you know, what do you see happening in this one? Look, I, I think this will be a tight match, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think it will be, uh, you know, a, a good one to watch, uh, I think the, these tunes historically they don't give each other too much, and you know I, I think Bulldogs are, obviously they're going to take a lot out of their win last week, mm. um, and barring any injuries, uh, they'd like a repeat of that. And you know if if they got to they, they, they got to be very confident coming out of that win. Now they're coming up against the Tigers, but there's been a lot of teams think that this year the Tigers and the Tigers are, are hanging in there and and winning some games that they you know. You look at the two on paper; they probably you wouldn't pick, but they they've been doing okay. The Tigers, and I think this will go down to the wire. The um, Bulldogs of the games they have won, they've sort of just won it purely through through effort and through defence. They're, they're still not really, you know, piecing no. together any flashy attack. But it's that gritty Belmore style, I guess, that we've become accustomed to that that's working for them. Yeah, and it's good to see because you could, you can go back not that long ago, but whether it was just last year, they didn't even have that in them. So mm. they're, 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 you got to say from year from last year, this year they've improved in that space. But yeah, they're still searching um, for that attack. Um, um, but you know that that can come. That can come with a with a few positional changes or change of roster. Um, you know, depending who they can attract. So. You know, you know that can be fixed, um, but at least they've got that greediness back. And what about the Tigers? Because they've actually uh, pushed their way into the eight now, so their their yeah. fate's sort of in their own hands. And you know, they've got one of the the lower ranked teams uh, this weekend. Who, if they can uh, keep on the winning run, they can really sort of, you know, make a charge for their first finals finish since 2011. Yeah, look, and good on them. They they are they're putting together some good footy. Um, you know, they've got a couple of old stalwarts, um, <laughs> you know, in, in key position uh, that are still playing some really good footy for them. So I, I think with that experience and, you know, they got got to look at Chris Lawrence. Um, so they've got some really good... I think they've got a fair balance mm. um, in, in that team, to be honest. And put, we probably overlooked that a bit. But, um, you know, I, I'm really impressed, uh, obviously, with... Um, you know Benji, um, and so and then the way he's been playing, um, mm. and Ryan Madison has been been outstanding yep, uh, as well. So, you know he, he's he's really stood up and, and you know streaked ahead this year. And the old fellow Robbie Farrow announced his retirement oh, the other week and yeah. um, started off with a, a big win as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and Robbie Farrow, you know the, the rugby league he's playing still. Um, you know, and all credit to him, and you know they got a lot of pride in, and they. Obviously, uh, they've won a grand final together, um, you know, back in, mm. what was that? 05, yeah. 05, uh, so, you know, they'd have, that, they'd have that thought in their mind, don't worry about that, the two old boys, and uh, they'll be trying to take the rest of the team with them. What do you reckon, Tigers in a tight one? 
Yeah, look, I'll go Tigers in the tight one. But, yeah, I reckon this is going to be a pretty good game. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, something else I'm looking forward to is Sunday footy because we've got two all-top four clashes, one of the most super Sundays I can think of in recent history. It starts off uh, at GIO Stadium. The impressive Raiders, currently in third, they take on uh, the Premiers, the Roosters. This should be an absolute bell ringer. Yeah, look, it, it, it's going to be. I've been, I've been so impressed... Um, with, with the Raiders this year and what Ricky's done with them, and the the you know the the you got the English contingent that have been playing some really good rugby league, and mm. he's, he's got them into a, into a groove. Um, I love uh, their style of, of footy, um, and it's exciting for them. And I, look, and you go back on the other hand with the Roosters, and look, they've got the big gun team. They come off a really good win last week. But either side of that, and a couple of weeks before, they, they probably have been a little bit shaky in areas. And mm. But people say, well, they hit their mark last week. Well, it wasn't against great opposition, um, um, first off. But, um, you know, they're coming up a, a very credible side in the Raiders. So, look, I, I'd nearly got to go upset. Not when you know, we say upset. I mean, that's no disrespect to Canberra, but um, they can... I reckon Canberra can do the Roosters. You reckon we um, we find out just a little bit more about uh, Canberra's, you know, how serious they are as a premiership contender this weekend? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to, I mean, they'll be going there. They won't be worried too much about uh, the, the Roosters and their opposition. But, um, you know, then you just you just got to think on that side and just go, well, if the Roosters do click, you know, watch out. <laughs> because they, yeah. they've got a, a very, very good rugby league team um so but uh look i'm gonna i'm going for an upset here and i'm a bit of a roosters fan um outside the broncos um yep. but um I, I like what ricky's doing with the raiders so raiders for me and this this is going to be a humdinger mm, yeah it'll be a belter what do you think's been the biggest difference in, in Canberra this year you touched on the english contingent we've seen how good josh hodgson is over the last yeah. few years elliot whitehead but um you know john bateman's just added a whole new dimension to their their forward pack as well he's got that rugged you know competitiveness whether he's middle whether he's edge he's just um you know he, he oh. clearly hates losing he does, and you know, he, he's just once again. I've been saying around a few players, he's just a good rugby league player, and uh, you know, he brings a lot to that team. Um, I think they, when he, he was out there for a while, and they really did miss him. Um, but uh, you know, as I said, he just fits in. And uh, does he? Did. Jack White, and I, I love the way he's playing this year, and um, so uh, I think they got enough to do it. They, they're really, really competitive. Um, you know, on and off the ball, and I, I just, I just, there's something about them that I that I really like, and mm. I, I think I think Ricky's got a really good balance there at the moment. You mentioned that the Roosters didn't have a lot to beat last week, and they'd been, been maybe a tiny bit off before that. The um, the game before that was the the Bulldogs game, and they didn't actually win by by very no. much, twenty to twelve. It finished up, and the Roosters never really got out of first gear in that one. Do you think? Back-to-back games against the the two teams at the bottom of the table might have almost taken out, taken them out of that you know gritty arm wrestle kind of you know mindset you need to be in when you come up against someone like Canberra. Yeah, and uh, you, you never know preparation for that game. You you just spoke about compared to the preparation uh, that Robertson will have then coming into um, mm. it will be totally different because <laughs> uh, you know he, he he's a smart coach and. He knows how good this Canberra team is. So mm. this is why it's going to be a good game because I, I don't think we'll see 
Um, for Canberra to beat the Roosters, you, you, without doubt, the Roosters will come with their, with their, their game um, heads on, mm. and so will the Raiders. That's why it's going to be a good match. And um, th- this is really, you know, no, even though I'm back in the Raiders, I think they can do it. This is one that probably the Roosters will lose. You know what I mean? If if they're not they're not there 100. percent Absolutely. You're you're going Raiders in a very slight upset. I just can't yeah. wait to see what happens because this should be an absolute belter. And uh, much like the second Sunday game, it's uh, the Rabbitohs hosting the Storm. At uh, it's actually up in Gosford this one. The uh, the, the yeah. Rabbitohs taking a home game up to the Central Coast. Now they've um, they've probably been a little bit off their game lately. Obviously uh, came crashing down against the Sharks last week, whereas the Storm just uh, seemed to keep on keeping on. Yeah, look, uh, you, you just can't go past this Storm team. It's it's very impressive. Um, you know, they got such size in the middle. Um, obviously, um, I say this a lot. Um, if you got Cam Smith in your team, uh, obviously as their skipper, and you got Craig Bellamy as coach, I mean, they're very, very two smart rugby league heads and. Um, mm. they, 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 with those two, and I'm talking about the, obviously talking about the coach. In that is uh, very t- hard to beat, and they showed it last week. Uh, you know, watching that match, they just put everything together. They got a, a really good forward pack, um, which just they they monstered Brisbane. They monstered Brisbane at the start of the year, and um, look, I, I, you know, South are very 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 disappointed. I, I saw Wayne Bennett's interview, and he was shattered. Um, mm. So you know, you never know, Wayne. He, he could have turned around, but I can't go past the storm. Um, uh, in this one, just just going on the year they had and the way um, you know that they've been building uh, to, to to where they are now. This is probably one of those games where the the battle of the coaches is almost as enthralling as the battle of the teams. I think, <laughs> exactly. you know, Wayne Bennett, as we all know, he, he's no stranger to um, you know taking a team full of Origin players from you know the middle of the season through to the finals and and how best to to manage that. And you know, he had some comments to make about um, Sam Burgess in the post match press conference yeah. last week. You know, criticising his high shot. Sam Burgess actually uh, was successful in his downgrade, yeah. so he'll be available, which is a huge boost uh, to South because they'll get, they're going to need all the firepower they can get in the middle of the park yeah definitely um you know so that that is a positive for them but um you know it's it, it's it, one thing uh, i think um this is what I, I think you look at they're known at frustrating teams melbourne um i think they're mm. very good at it and i think that's what they'll target this week they'll, they'll target um sam burgess yep I'll try and get him off his game um I'm not sure is Rhea Hargraves has he, is he he's up and running any yeah well uh, for the Roosters game he is yeah the, the um yeah oh sorry yeah I'm yeah. sorry gone right off track there sorry yeah. talk about Melbourne here but um but uh, so Melbourne have lost from last week's team they've lost Christian Welch uh, which is a huge oh, blow yes. to the um the ACL yeah. the Souths have um you know pretty much the same forward pack Sam Burgess like we said has got uh, his downgrade at the judiciary so they're yeah. so still I, waiting I, on I, George yeah so look. I reckon if they, they can get under his nose, they might be able to force a, a mm. few penalties out of him. And Melbourne have been well known for it. So, um, you know, Christian Welsh is gone, but, you know, they've they still got a great pack. They, they, they can put it together, South, but I just I look at the two teams and just hard to go past the Storm. Mm. I feel like the Storm have one of the most interesting benches in the competition because they've got the, uh, the little nugget Brandon Smith yes. comes on, and I'm not quite sure 
what his best spot's going to be moving forward. But he just comes on and he gets in the middle and he tears tears in and plays footy and he just makes an impact one way or another every time he gets on the field. And then you've got Ryan Pappenhausen, who's one of the smallest players in the whole competition mm. and a, a fullback by trade coming in off the bench and he plays middle or he plays at the back or he fills in somewhere and he just breaks the line and breaks tackles and, and makes things happen around him. And it's um, you know it's probably not a strategy that looks great on paper, but the Storm obviously make it work. Yeah, they do, um, and that, that's what's so good about Craig Bellamy and what he does. Uh, he can he can have these players that um, you know don't have the big names and they don't have the big stature either, and uh, but they come out and they do the job that they're asked to do, and that, that everything you see them do that's 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 their job and that's that's done on purpose, and they seem to execute for him. Alrighty, so um, given all of that, we're uh, we're leaning towards the storm, I think, in yeah, this one. I think so. Yes. Be um, you know shut the gate on the the minor premiership if it's not already if yeah. they uh, if they take this one out, um, and brings us to the end of the eight games. So um, yeah, obviously uh, once again fantastic work, fantastic insights. Yeah, look, it it, it is, and it's, it's getting towards that end of the season, and um, you know this is where teams now will see some good rugby league because as I mentioned earlier, um, you want to be playing some of your best footy coming into this uh, final series. Mm, we've got a, a four-point gap on the ladder now between uh, Parramatta in six and, and the Sharks in seven. And probably, depending on, you know, I think a lot of us probably rate the Sharks a bit higher than the um, the other teams vying for those bottom of the eight spots. So there's probably four or five teams still shooting for that last spot in the eight. So it's going to make it a really interesting sort of scrap between those sides the last few rounds. Yeah, definitely. There is a bank up there and... I mean, that, that's good for rugby league and that's good for the fans because, as you mentioned, we're going to see some good footy and, and that's what you want um, building up to the finals. Well, um, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much again for your insights and uh, thanks, obviously, for having me standing in for Joel Gould this week. Well, I think he's back next week. We've got um, plenty of other good stuff on NRL.com. Uh, Jamie Soward spoke to Wade Graham this week. You can catch his podcast, uh, I think, on Friday. Um, obviously, all the late mail and previews on NRL.com through the weekend as well. Steve Renoff, thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. Thank you.